0: And welcome to a Tuesday edition of the Investor Guys podcast, Mr. Barnett. How are you doing? Looking sharp as
1: always. Um, thank you, sir. Uh, you as well. I like that shirt. That's very. Uh, oh. I'm a shirt guy, you know. I I, uh, I like a good looking shirt. So a little uh, little pink stripe accent there. Cool. I I've like got that.
0: a lot, a lot of uh, Van Houston shirts because there's a yeah. Van Heusen, uh Van Heusen outlet at the outlet mall here actually they just closed down they got one of the ones that got hit by covid i guess all the Van and outlets are, are closed now but i've uh, been jeffrey bean all those i have jeffrey bean shirts as well uh, and they actually have shirts that fit me uh, unfortunately the slim fit ones don't fit me the the big size ones do which make them a little blousey through here but if I'm in a jacket no one no one seems to know um, and actually lately since covid it actually has come in handy um, they're once starting I, to fit once I, yeah they're starting to fit me, fit me correctly so um, but the athletic fit ones don't but uh, it, it's hard because I have a, a 36 uh, or sorry I have a 18 and a half 19 collar and uh 36 and a half to 38 depending upon who makes the shirt arm uh, so it's difficult to find those sizes <laughs> sometimes, so but uh, thank you. And and
1: as, yeah. as always,
0: yours looks great, too. I've got the same jacket. You know, we we, we keep just missing wearing the same jacket all the time. So.
1: <laughs> oh, so the, the memos are running late. Yes. So today, you know, over the weekend, some questions came up and and you and I were talking about this uh, prior to uh, over the weekend, some questions came up about money. And yeah, you know, one of the things I was doing a consulting session on Friday and. The client I was consulting with, I was like, look, this is a simple business when you understand it. I, I call it the principle of m and And if you understand the m and principle, it is the business. If you get it and you stay focused on that, your business is going to grow to whatever size you want it to grow to. And, and they're like, okay, well, what is, what is M&O? And and i am like, it's money and offers that's the two constant things you should be focused on in our business. So we're going to talk about money today. I always enjoy talking about money and how to get it and where to find it and what we need to do. Uh, and, uh, so let's, let's jump into that. You've got some, uh, some ideas on uh, being prepared.
0: Like, like you, You know, I've always got people asking me, you know, who do I go to for money? Who where do I get money? Do you have referrals for money? Do you have this? Do you have that? And you and I both have individuals, private parties that we deal with. I have hedge funds that I deal with that provide funding. And then I have a list of literally for just the Cleveland market, over 70 different lending providers that do hard money loans and loans for lenders or sorry, loans for investors in just Cleveland alone. And people are always like, well, can I get that list? Can I get that list? And it's, first of all, if you want to take the class so you understand how that list is going to, to serve you, absolutely, you'll get that list when you take the real estate buyers event. But what they don't understand is just having that list is, is not going to ensure that they're going to get money. They need to understand, not just for the lenders on that list, but for lenders in general, they need to understand what they need to have as far as themselves is to be prepared for themselves, the property that they're going to get the funding on the lending on, what requirements it needs to meet. And it, it varies from lender to lender, but the, the core is still pretty much the same, but there are some differences from lender to lender. Yep. But they need to understand what that is. Otherwise they're wasting their time they're wasting the lender's time. They're wasting my time. And when they call this lender and they say, Kevin Mills gave me this list and, and, and you're on it and I, I have a property that I you know want, want to go ahead and get financed with you and yada, 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 yada. And they start getting into it and they realize that it doesn't meet the criteria that they're looking for. I send a couple people that way and they're going to call me and they're going to say, hey, you know what, Kevin, stop sending these people to us because you're wasting our time. And I get that because if I have these people coming to me wasting my time and somebody's sending them to me, it's almost like hitting the unsubscribe button on your email, okay? You pick up the phone and you say, "You know what? Stop sending these people to me." Carlton Sheets when he was alive, okay? I didn't know Carlton personally, but for some reason I kept getting Carlton Sheets people calling me saying, "Hey, you're on Carlton Sheets' list." And I'm like, "I don't know why I'm on Carlton Sheets' list because I've never done business with Carlton. Carlton doesn't pay me to take your calls." you know i had to finally call carlton sheets company and say hey i don't know why i'm on your list but can you please take me off because i'm not i'm not a free referral if i spend all my time giving free advice to other people then i'm not going to have any time for me to make money and i have to pay my bills and i have to take care of my family and you have to realize end of the day what it boils down to if bill and i are spending time with you as an individual or people as a group. Okay, It has to be beneficial to us. I mean, we like doing it. It's good for our soul. And that's why we do things like real estate clubs. And that's why we do this this podcast. We, We enjoy that. But you have to understand that this is another form of business for us. We make money doing real estate, but we also make money teaching people how to be excellent real estate investors. We worked hard at our trade, to learn how to do this in order to be able to share this information. So if we're just spending time with people who don't know what they're doing, explaining to them how to do it, we don't have time to do whatever it is that we need to do. And and honestly, that could be just spending time with my family. If I'm spending time with somebody explaining how to do things, I don't have that time to spend with my family. I don't have that time to go out and just take a nap, You know, whatever it is. So you have to understand that there has to be a benefit for everybody involved. And part of that is understanding what you're doing when you go out and do this business. You can't just go out and decide you're going to be a real estate investor. That's your first step. Decide you're going to be a real estate investor, but you can't just go out and start doing it. It doesn't work that way. Now, we're up on a break, and I know Bill has lots and lots of thoughts of this. Because you know what? We've talked about this before. And anybody else who's in the same business as Bill and I, who do real estate, who also teach real estate. We've had these conversations with them as well. Uh, unfortunately, there's just a, a core group of people who don't quite understand it. We'll be back in a minute. All right. And we're back and don't get us wrong. We love dealing with you guys. We love talking to you sure. guys, sharing the information that we have. It's just that we don't wanna have to waste our time. And sometimes mm. we feel like even with our own clients, we feel like we're just talking to a a stick. Okay. We say over and over and over and over again, what they need to do, and they still don't get it. They still want to do it their way. And what people don't seem to understand is if their way worked, they wouldn't be calling us. They wouldn't be asking us for advice. They wouldn't be paying us uh, for our services. So it it comes down to, you're going to get different information from different people, find out what people are actually getting things done, find out what people are actually have the resources and are actually out there and what people have just repackaged information or are using a name from, you know, somebody who's on television, who's on a totally fake fixed, what they call reality show, but it absolutely is not realistic at all. Um, You have to understand where you're getting your information from, but you absolutely positively have to understand how to structure your deals, how to structure the property that you're going to be purchasing, how to make sure that it qualifies for the loan that you want to get on it. Okay. And there's different types of loans. That means there's different types of strategies. We can absolutely go out and pay cash for any property that we want that's for sale. And we don't have to worry about what requirements it meets. But if we want funding for that particular property, depending upon what Needs that property has, and depending upon what needs we have for that property, we're going to have different funding structures that we need to understand that we need to be able to tap into in order to acquire that property and do what we need to do with that property. All right, Bill, yep. I'm going to turn the floor over to you because I I, I feel like well, I'm lecturing people and 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 I it's maybe unfairly because these people aren't aren't necessarily you know pulling our ear. I just it's just an in general type of thing. I appreciate yeah. every single person who is here listening to us on the podcast and who watch us on the podcast. And I encourage you to send us emails because we are happy to talk to you. Um, but when we, when we have to spend a lot of time on things that just, I don't know, some people just don't have that, that understanding or that filter. True. True. So when you're done with it, with your uh, coffee, yeah. <sighs> well, Show
1: I had to get, 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 go there. So, um, Let's talk about. So we're talking about lenders. So one of the things that everybody should do, whatever market you're in that um, you're focusing on, whether it's one market or multiple markets, then you should simply just Google private money, hard money, uh, private money. You're not going to get a lot of response out of that. Not that's relevant. Private or hard money, you're going to get a ton of responses, and you start looking. You build you a list of the people that do hard money loans in your market. And then there are a few major hard money players uh, that do national stuff, Brookview Financial, AJ that Brookview. They've been doing uh, hard money loans for just about as long as I've been in the business. So uh, they're in that 25, 30 year range of, of doing hard money loans. They have a very specific process. They go all over the country. Uh, and Start building a list yourself and understanding what they are looking for. Now, one of the key things that happens is a lot of lenders have a minimum amount that they will lend. So for a more traditional lender, it's typically 60 or $70,000. And so you're going to find some of the bigger lenders don't want to play if you're not in that 60 to 70 range. And if it's 70 and you're at 60, then don't call them and say, yeah, but it's close. Cause they don't care. They're like, no, this is our cutoff because there's a certain dollar amount for them to turn their machine on, to go through the process. And they've determined that that's the minimum amount of loan plus profit. They have to make a profit uh, plus profit that they're willing to do. So start looking at, here's a list of vendors. That's why I'll look at lenders. Here's a list of vendors in my area that uh, do hard money as an example. Uh, when it comes to private money, there's uh, there a guy that, uh, out there that has sold a list, uh, and, I don't know, it's $150 or something. Uh, why does he even have a list of private lenders that he's willing to share? Because it's not his contacts, all he's doing. Uh, and, and look, we all do this to some degree. I, I have um, a foreclosure list that I buy. And why do I pay for a list when I could go down the courthouse and do it myself? So that I don't have to go down to the courthouse and do it myself. Same thing with private money. All of those private money loans, it, unless the person's a, a knucklehead that made the loan, all those loans are filed at the courthouse because they have a lien against the property. And if a lien is not filed at the courthouse, it doesn't exist. I don't. You can have nine hundred pieces of paper, but if that's not filed, that's not a good lien and it's not an enforceable lien. So, so anybody that loans money on a property, they're gonna go file their lien with the courthouse. So they have an enforceable lien should they need it. So can we go down to the courthouse and research those records? Absolutely. Can we find uh, on Google, can we pull up companies that go do that for us? We pay a little fee and they do the, the research for us, sure. Uh, And that's a matter of time and and resource for you. If you have the resources for it, uh, that's a much better way to go than going to the courthouse. If you don't have the resources, then you likely do have the time. Uh, Not very many people don't have time or resources. Uh, So it's usually one or the other. They got a lot of time on their hands because they're broke or they're not broken. And uh, so they have the resources, but they don't have a lot of time. So it depends on what camp you're in. So if you can uh, pay for the list, absolutely go that route because it'll save you a ton of time. And then it's, it's just a list. It is a, a raw piece of material for you to start working with. And you might do a mailing to those people. Um, you can cross-reference. I don't know how many of them are gonna have phone numbers. You can cross-reference, get phone numbers and, and call, introduce yourself. I would not start that process on reaching out to a private money lender unless you have a property under contract. So uh, a lot of the bigger lenders like Brookview and and, uh, other uh, companies that are significantly larger will do a pre-approval for you without having a property yet. So they say, okay, we'll go up to one whatever the number is. Uh, When you're looking at private investors, they want to see the property before they make the decision because that's really what they're basing the decision on. We're on break here. Let's come back and we'll hit some more on how to be prepared to go talk to lenders.
0: Back in the- We're back. And uh, yep. just just before the break, you know, Bill's going over, again, just understanding what it is you need to have in place, not just on a property-by-property property basis, but to be a real estate investor. And Bill and I talk about, in fact, we've done a couple of shows not even that long ago about having setting your mind to do something. And that is your first step. You know, set your mind to being a real estate investor. But unless you know exactly how to do that, you're not only wasting your time, you're going to be wasting your money going out and just willy-nilly trying to be a real estate investor, making offers on properties where you don't understand what the correct strategy is, uh, making offers on properties where you're not gonna be able to get the financing because you have to put earnest money down on that property. Uh, So more than likely, if you've done your earnest money and you haven't found financing for that property, you're gonna lose your earnest money, or at very least you're going to burn some bridges with people who could be helping you in the future, find additional properties. Um, There was a company years ago, they've since gone out of business, Uh, It was called uh, Nouveau riche. I don't know if you remember them or not.
1: I remember them. Yeah, Um, they
0: had a student who's who literally bought all of their all of their program, everything else. It was like over a hundred thousand dollars worth of. He went and he he was just somebody with deep pockets. He he inherited a lot of money. Um, One out, and he made offers. Millions and millions of dollars worth of offers, spent millions of dollars on on earnest money, didn't end up closing any deals, didn't end up doing anything. Ended up losing money on Yikes. the deals, and I'm not blaming Nouveau Riche. My point is, is this person didn't know what he was doing clearly because right. if he had that kind of money to go out and spend on making offers, to spend on on earnest money, and spend on on acquiring properties then he should have been he had millions of dollars to begin with he should have been a multi multi-millionaire very very quickly from his real estate investments uh he again i'm not blaming nouveau riche uh this just happens to be the story that i learned from you know through nouveau riche he obviously didn't learn anything he took all the courses i guess and just it didn't sink in i don't know what it is but If you do not know what you're doing, you shouldn't do it. And that that stands for everything. If you don't know how to drive a car, don't get in a car and get on the freeway. If you don't know how to do something, don't do it. If you don't know how to do heart surgery, don't offer to do heart surgery on a family member, okay? We need to know what we're doing before we get into it. Now, the the circumstances with a heart surgery are obviously going to be more drastic than you losing money with, you know, your, your poor investing. Um maybe uh to you, if you're doing heart surgery and and you're not successful, then you're not the person who's going into a body bag. However, if you're an investor and you're making offers and you're not successful, that's your money coming out of your wallet. That's your hard-earned money that is going into somebody else's pocket because you didn't know what you were doing. And I'm not trying to scare you off from being an investor. What I'm trying to tell you is before you do anything, understand what you need to have in place, yeah. understand what you need to do. Uh, even if you know how to drive a car, if you're going to go someplace, I had a conversation with somebody the other day. Do you remember before we had GPS, Remember before we had our cell phones and G- we would actually have an Atlas or a roadmap. I still have, I still have Atlases in my RV. Every time I got, I buy another RV, i scoop up all the old Atlases out of the RV and I put them into the new RV and an Atlas. For those of you who are old, like Bill and I, was the GPS in the old days, okay? It was a map that we would spread out and it would tell us from anywhere in pretty much the United States, Canada or Mexico for most of the Rand McNally atlases that we had, we could get from point A to point B by following a map. We knew exactly how to get there and we usually had multiple different options on how to get there. We could take a cross-country trip and there were like four or five different routes we could take that would get us to our final destination. People would always say Are you take the central route, Are you take the northern route, Are you take the southern route. There were different routes but we knew how to get from where we were right now to where we wanted to get because it was a road map that was laid out in front yep. of us. So we had to know I, how to do two things. We had to know how to drive the car, we had to drive the car well, we had to know how to read a map, and we had to have that motivation to get in the car and drive from where we were and get to where we wanted to go. Now, I have done some trips so many times, okay, I, I have traveled, I have driven my car from Southern California to Oklahoma City and to Dallas so many times that I could get in the car and probably do it in my sleep. Because I've done it so many times, I don't need a map. Okay. And that is where you want to be with your muscle memory for your real estate investing. Okay. Bill and I have done these things so many times. We have that muscle memory. Okay. I'm not trying, I'm not, this isn't a a bragging position, but Bill and I have done these things so many times that we can do them in our sleep, literally. Uh, We can do them with our eyes closed because once you understand, what the basics are once you understand the formulas, once you understand the numbers, once you understand the strategies, once you understand how to get from point A to point B, and those points are different each time. Once you understand how to do that, though, you can just keep repeating it and keep repeating it and keep repeating. Yeah. So I couldn't in my sleep get from Dallas to say Corpus Christi, because that wasn't a trip that I would take. Okay. I would fly from Dallas to Corpus Christi. I could get to the airport in Dallas. Dallas Fort Worth. Uh, I can even get to Love Field, even though when one flies out of Love Field. It used to be uh, Southwest. Southwest, yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. And now apparently they're not flying. As now. I was gonna say, now
0: they don't either. But um, <laughs> the thing is, is muscle memory. It's it's yeah. it's what you need to have and what you need to get to. Um, and don't wait to get muscle memory to start investing because that's how you get it. If you never take that first trip you're never going to get from point A to point B. But understand again like I said, understand how you're going to get from point A to point B. Understand the stops that you're going to have to make along the way. You're going to have to stop, you're going to have to get some rest, you're going to have to stop, you're going to have to go to the bathroom, you're going to have to get something to eat. Okay. Understand what that trip is going to be dictate for you before you actually start off on that journey. Otherwise you're going to find yourself broken down by the side of the road and not know where you are and how you're going to get back home or how you're going to get to the next stop. Anything to add? I've chewed up a lot of time lecturing people on this. I feel, I feel, I feel like maybe I preach too much, but. Hey,
1: we're good. So yeah, just take a look at if we're talking about money, then Google hard money lenders for your area, make a list of them. A lot of them will have everything that they want from you on their website. And so start preparing. Uh, One of the things that I do with all my consulting clients is I'm gonna teach you how to apply for a loan. Well, I know how to apply for a loan. Well, apparently you don't because you don't have a lot of property. Well, no, there's a process to doing that. And so we build a loan package. Now, most lenders are a pain in the butt in the fact that oh no, we want to on our form. But if you've got all the information already put together, it makes knocking that form out very easy. And you update it about once a quarter, once every six months, so that it's most current. I, I ask people, you know, what their credit score? Well, I think it's. I'm like, no, that's not a. That's not the right answer. You should know what your credit score is. You should have a monitoring service that you can log into and see currently what your scores are. You should be able to have uh, at all times, you should have within the last, certainly six months, um, you should have a copy of your credit report so that you know what they're looking at. If there's anything that needs explaining, you can be able to explain it, you can be prepared. Uh, you also can see things that you may not know. I, I pulled mine uh, like three weeks ago and I had a collection on it, I'm like, what? And I looked down and it was from my ophthalmologist. And I, I called him like, you've got a collection out. Well, you had an outstanding invoice. I went, call me. I don't remember. It was $35. It was $35. Ended up on my credit report. And so if somebody had been going through the process, a big red flag would have jumped up because, oh, there's an account in collections. That's always a bad thing. and Yet, it was $35. And I said, well, you know, let's take care of that while we're on the phone here. Uh, but what I need you to do as soon as we do this is I need you to call this collection company. Well, you can pay through them. I'm like, no, I did this piece of business with you. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be doing more business with you unless you want me to change. Oh, no, no, no. I've been with them for 20 something years. So I'm like, no. So I'm going to pay you guys and then you can call them. You, you didn't have any issues calling them when you thought I was trying to beat you out of $35, I said, so you can call them and say, hey, uh, take this off of uh, Bill's credit report. He paid it and paid it in full. And if you want to pay them anything, that's, that's up to y'all. Uh, I said, I'm not not getting involved in that. But you never know. And if I had not been cognizant to check my report, you know, i have to do it daily or anything, but you, know, you want to do it a few times a year. If I hadn't have done that, it would have come up somewhere and been an issue. And much better that we find it and attack it on the front end. So that's one of the things. Always have a a relatively recent credit report so that when you start going through the process, one, you don't get surprised with what the rate quote comes back be, because that's going to be based on what your credit is. It's a hard money loan, yes. But even in that range, in the hard money world, there are ranges of interest rates. And if you've got better credit, you're going to get a better interest rate, even though they're basing it on the property. So yeah. and the, most
0: getting... of your credit cards, if you have, if you have credit cards, most of your credit cards offer for free, uh, your credit score, it'll be on yeah. your monthly yeah. statement, or you can log into your account with that credit card provider. And you can see what your credit report is. Uh, that's one of one source for monitoring. There's other ones, credit karma. There's many others. You can also yeah. get
1: experience yeah.
0: free three times a year from all three bureaus of free credit report. That is that is federal law. All you have to do is contact them and ask them for a copy of your credit report. You can do that three times a year. That's literally every four months. You can call and get a printed copy of your credit report from each of the credit bureaus to know exactly what is on your credit report. If something doesn't look right on that credit report, deal with it. Get it taken care of. Get it taken off of there. That affects your yep. score. There are so many other things that yep. affect your score. That's a whole other course. We can't, we're not even going yeah. to get into that. Thank you for joining us today. It's been a great show. Had a lot of fun lecturing you guys. Sorry about that. Uh, Bill, I'll talk to you later on. The rest of you, happy investing. We'll see you soon.
1: Thanks, everybody.